Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode on Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also Front Nance, Macdown, NXT 2.0, oh. AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet Cedric's look ahead to Raw tonight and the return of the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar, Michael Hamlet. Oh, it's dodgy, this like, isn't it? Yeah, Brock Lesnar's on Raw, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. If only the two of them could come together at the same time, they could brawl. It's Brock doesn't really do numbers like he used to anyway. I know like WWE's numbers are pretty good at the moment, so they'll probably not be worried about individual draws. They'll feel like momentum's with them. They're going into this big match for the summer. But I sort of hate how phony and fake the whole thing is. You know, when wrestlers now are crossing the divide every week, Roman, the champion, has both belts. So he's got license to appear on both shows. The Usos are doing it. You know, this feud with Street Profits was more on Raw than it was on SmackDown with all them singles matches. But yet somehow, well, the Beast and the Tribal Chief just cannot get it together to work together on the same night. And I am so certain that we're going to get an identical segment to what happened on SmackDown with Theory like running around the ring and doing his bit about how, well, maybe I'll cash in on you and I'm going to no-sell you tonight. That it only brings in a more focus that they just, they just couldn't pull it together at the same time. I, I really hate this feud, you know. I hate this Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns build. I hate the match. I have no faith in it delivering on the night. I hate what it represents about their failure to have out anything at all to fill a stadium. And the stuff on this Raw that I think will be fine, but Brock Lesnar being around is not one of them. Like, What have we got as evidence for the last few months, even when you like Cowboy Brock, even when you give the benefit of the doubt to this babyface version of Brock, uh, it's sort of, is there any indication that this can be anything even approaching good i will prepare to be surprised and i will admit that i've been cynical tomorrow if in fact this is any good but for me there's literally no story to tell here and i know that's like an incredibly hot take for the most revisited program in (laughs) the history of wwe let's face it like nothing's been ran back as often as this i think it's actual statistical proof in terms of the time the amount of times they've been one-on-one um, it's SummerSlam and WrestleMania. If you combine it, the two biggest shows, no two wrestlers have shared the same ring as frequently as Roman and Brock. So I know there's 
I know that take might seem absolutely obvious and searingly hot on the surface, but they did, in fact, earlier this year and at the tail end of last year, come up with a new dynamic where they swapped uh, the babyface and heel rules around. Um, I generally felt for the first time since the seven years ago, they started feuding, right? Seven years ago. Like, Jesus Christ, they must have done a decent enough job with Roman Reigns because he actually doesn't feel woefully, woefully smaller in every way, shape, or form than Brock Lesnar. Every time Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar shared the same ring, it just felt like... It didn't help out the fact that the matches were laid out like annihilations every single time. And Roman did well to get like a comeback spot against this big MMA UFC beast. It actually felt for the first time that Roman could actually lay a glove on Brock and it not just look ridiculous or desperate or like this forced Vince thing happening in front of you. And yet the matches were much more compelling previously. So they couldn't even get, so they got the matches right. They got the matches wrong in the build right this time. Whereas previously they got the um, matches right and the build completely woefully wrong to the point where people were giving up on the company and from beach balls around at WrestleMania. So basically what I'm saying that this cannot ever be good. It's now dismally boring. And when I say that there is no story left, there's not only no story left in Rock versus uh, Brock versus Roman, but there's no story really in, in Roman versus anyone. Because the whole idea, and that was really good. I like the explosive rants, the defensive posturing that, oh, everything's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's not. I'm scared, but I'm going to pretend I'm not. The idea was Roman Reigns had cultivated this quite incredible nominally um title reign every challenger they smashed him i don't know why <laughs> <I can't laughs> but i smashed him smashed him smashed him up and he smashed him and he smashed him and everyone got smashed and stacked and two dimed and whatever <laughs> and then finally ooh, ooh, actually brock is i'm um, a threat I'm just going to, you know, carefully say that he isn't a threat. Oh, my God, he is a threat. I'm going to go in an explosive rage. And then he beat him. So the biggest, biggest threat, the one that actually made the great tribal chief head of the table, Roman Reigns, show a little bit of fear, even if he masked it with another emotion. The fear was there. Actually, subtext from WWE, well done. The one time he's threatened, oh, he just beats him at WrestleMania because it's Roman and this thing, this numbers of days thing must continue. He smashed him. Smashed him. I did. So, so, right? How could they tell the story again? All right, I smashed you, and now you're back. <laughs> I'm scared again, even though I smashed you. Or is it going to be oh, I smashed you, so I'm not scared anymore? Which makes it just every other Roman Reigns program for literally the last two years of my goddamn life at this point. Um, I, I'm prepared to be surprised if it's good, but they've run out of road. Yeah, I think even me, who's certainly hotter on this than, than the two of you have been uh, during its extended run. Um, I'm just looking forward after what Sid said there to these two having a stare off in the Royal Rumble and looking at the WrestleMania sign. One yeah, more that'd, be three years. Years. that'd be three years. That'd be three years. Um, yeah. Like, I'm intrigued, as Sid sort of alluded to that, I'm intrigued to see what Brock Lesnar's got to say as to... I mean, I know there was shenanigans at WrestleMania, but it wasn't, you know, as egregious as certainly it has been in the past with Roman Reigns. So the justification, and like you say, they're doing this whole, what is it, last chance, last time, last man standing bollocks. 
Um, and the, the frustrating thing is as well, in my head, I was like, oh, okay, as, as, as Hamlet said, because I quite like the, the theory spot on SmackDown, Siege, in terms of, is this irritating little knobhead who's just this, this annoying fly that's going to be buzzing around these two that they could easily squash, but he's got that, that you know golden ticket sort of thing so what's they're concentrating on each other he's going to be the sort of the elephant in the room almost but the thing is i was like well oh, they... say again he's a fly a minute ago now he's an elephant well yeah <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is um it's not even like tonight he can do some annoying thing where he like jogs around the ring like he did with roman and you can have brock lesnar do one of those ridiculous superhuman moments that he does where he just like you know what i like he threw the the briefcase when i think braun had it like into the moon or whatever, or he could just chase Theory down and catch him and get hold of him. Because Theory's in action tonight. Theory's wrestling Riddle. So that's not going to be changed. It's one of the few things they've actually advertised. And when have they ever... Said, well, 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 it's not going to be changed. Is this, well, the, first time, is this your first time watching the Fed? You, uh, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say, when have they ever advertised a match and then never not delivered on it? Ah, right, we're on the same, we're on the same wavelength here. We also the Ryan awesome. tweet. I'd be very confused if they change this match, and I'll probably have to tweet about my confusion. Yeah, and have to play dumb just because it's the only thing you can do. My God, there's no entertainment value here. So you've got Austin Theory or just Theory, who's a heel, threatening to cash it in on a heel who no sells the heel briefcase holder who does nothing except do a lap around the ring because he's absolute mid card for, 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 for life. Oh, bad. A lot of bad things, a lot of absolutely terrible things here. Look, I'll tell you one thing, and this has not been me being facetious. I promise you I'd rather see this, even though I prefer Roman Reigns to Theory 99.9 times out of 100. Looking at the finish of Elimination Chamber this year, I would much rather see Lesnar versus Theory than Lesnar versus Reigns. Like, it just killed him, and it was the most awesome thing I've ever seen from WWE this year. So they run that. Or to do some kind of angle like that again. And that would be fun, watching Theory just get overkilled. Should we talk about the match as a segue? Yeah, I was going to say, it's Theory versus Riddle tonight. And you would assume, you know, the, the the law of the briefcase, that Mr. Money in the Bank just loses now, basically, until yeah. he cashes in. But you've got the other thing, which is Riddle's dance cards free for SummerSlam. He got involved in Rollins's, well, not the match, but the post-match attack last week do you see it going the opposite way tonight maybe mr money in the bank gets a win sage you know what kills me this right because sometimes i like to think that the reason why AEW just will not be wwe is that you know there are people who uh are less discerning who watch wwe than watch AEW. And maybe it's just, maybe they do rely on their fans inferring things and people who are just more attentive watch AEW. And there's more people in the world who are not very attentive. So that's the way some people try and reconcile it. I don't think that's right. AEW was haunting those raw demos around about Grand Slam in the weeks just before it, post All Out, where they even beat Raw in the demo two weeks on the bounce and you thought, boy, this is it. This is absolutely it. Feds in the mud, and then weirdly, the exact opposite has happened. And the reason I think I've boiled it down to, right, is that people who watch WWE get hoodwinked, right, outwitted every single week by matches on paper like Theory versus um, Riddle. Because what you've got here is the kind of thing that AEW doesn't do on television. They've got two of their most pushed stars in 
feature rules, just having a match on TV. And it's genuinely more compelling a draw to WWE fans than something really great on paper, but not a big draw. Something to the effect of uh, maybe John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty could have a title match. It's the sort of thing that AEW would do. And WWE continues to win, even though they are going to do Theory versus Riddle tonight, where basically every result that I can think is bad. Either Riddle just cleanly defeats the guy who you're being asked to receive as the next WWE Universal Champion or whatever, right? Because I've got the briefcase, so he's fine. He's bulletproof. Or Theory and Riddle are going to have this match, and Seth freaking Rollins is going to interfere and allow Theory to win to ostensibly build interest in uh, Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins at SummerSlam. There's no dramatically satisfying outcome to this match there are just two cynical ways you can look at it and neither are good and they continue to win with this formula empty result but it just happens to be two very pushed guys are wrestling each other on the same night and it's just grim that it's come to this yeah to be honest like i I think like Cedric's pitch there with Rollins running in I'm with him up until the finishing which I don't even think there'll be one I think you get the. I think that, like I, I don't think they'll beat Theory, but they could. There's lots and lots of record of the past to suggest that that briefcase means that he's going to get beaten like a drum for the next six to eight months. But I don't sense that's where they are with him right now. Um, so I just you see this match, and like I'm not terribly interested in. It's not the most dynamic chemistry, and based on the year that Riddle's having, that probably says more about Theory and how subjective, I guess, because that's just my take. But it doesn't necessarily feel like Theory's connecting as a guy that is that banker of a good match. Like, I'm not particularly a Riddle fan, but when you put Riddle against, well, SummerSlam being a good example, when you put Riddle against Rollins, that comes with the sort of the almost nailed on guarantee the match is going to be good. Mm. So telling you to invest in the quality, the perceived quality of the match, which you don't really have with Theory yet. He's not got this array of bangers in this year or in years previous that suggests that this is going to be that good. Is it going to be Riddle getting headlocked for 10 minutes, followed by making a, a hot comeback before Rollins makes the running? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not I – I don't see this as – I can't believe we're getting this tonight on free television, nor do I see this as, wow, huge momentum for the winner or the loser heading into whatever they're gonna, the big plans they might have to at SummerSlam. It's nout of out, really, on either term. And then, like, you know, to segue into something else on this list of things that's going to happen, does Bobby Lashley's Open Challenge just end up being Rollins as a result of this thing? And then do we get the inevitable tag match either tonight or next week instead? as a way to facilitate both matches coming up. Uh, theory fighting Bobby Lashley again. Like, oh, I keep forgetting that's happening. Yeah. It felt so done and dusted, and it seemed like they'd laid the groundwork for Cena in theory, and then, what, John Cena said he didn't really fancy it? What, whatever the reason is that that match isn't happening. When Bobby Lashley does stuff on Raw, you're reminded, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing again. That's what Theory's doing again. Um, it's more of a rematch than... You know, like a Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, really, isn't it? In terms of something taking place at SummerSlam. So, yeah, this is really, with the lack of any faith in there being a finish, All like this just feels like collected mid-card sludge rather than anything that there is to get excited about. Like, honestly, I'll, I, I could be proven wrong. There could be a, This could be a ripper of a match. It could be a great finish. And they could have something genuinely creative in mind for Lashley's open challenge. But it just feels like it's all going to coagulate on the night because it's, it's the easy, it's a path of least resistance for the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, I get the feeling we're going to get something in the middle in terms of 
Theory and Riddle are brilliant young athletes and they're going to be putting together this really thrilling high-paced match, well, to WWE's high-paced level. And then it's going to be all for naught because Seth Rollins is going to clonk Riddle in the back with the briefcase or whatever and he's going to stumble into a finisher from Theory. Or he's just going to get hit by the briefcase and then Theory's still going to lose because the referee's going to see it and call for the DQ. Mm-hmm. I basically... Um, I'm not going to stress too much about making making play-by-play notes through the throughout this match because I feel like we're not getting a proper clean finish. And like you say, there isn't really a clean finish that works. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. But anyway, um, looking ahead to SummerSlam, we'll get to the Bobby Lashley thing in a bit because I've got a game to play because I need something to cheer us up. Um, Becky Lynch, she won the main event, uh, the wild match with Asuka last week, Hamlet. Is her slump over? Is she heading to, to SummerSlam to face Bianca Belair for you? Yes and yes. Uh, I don't mind any of this as, it's, as it stands. Um, Becky Lynch isn't out of her slump, but it's if they are going with Lynch and Belair, and it's felt like it's going to be that way for a while, if they're going with that, it makes absolute sense for Becky Lynch to think one win has turned it around. For her to be deluded enough, it plays into the big-time Beck's character. It plays into the person she was, who was ultimately a flawed icon going into the first match with Bianca Belair, to not learn as a heel from the mistakes of her past and go into the second match in the exact same headspace. If she'd have gone in, slump, 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 and then WWE do the thing where they're like, well, you can have a title shot anyway. We don't have winners and losers. Just get your shot. Then all, Be- all Bianca Belair is doing is beating this loser who even knows she's a loser. Becky Lynch now... Can. She's won this one match against Asuka, which is a not insignificant achievement. She can try and get herself booked in like far lesser achievements. You know, another victory over Dana Brooke, her old Raw rival or something like that again. <laughs> something that inflates her ego, which she plays quite well. You know, she did that in the run-up to WrestleMania when she felt she was untouchable as this champion that had held this belt for hundreds and hundreds of days. Um, she needs to be at that level in her own mind even if we can see the wires. That's kind of the fun, actually, is that we're supposed to be able to see the wires of this. The promise of the match is already there based on the quality of the first one. So Bianca Belair in kayfabe, 
can respect Becky Lynch and she can say, look, I've been in there with you. I know what a threat you are. I don't listen to your big talk and I know I can beat you again, but I still respect you as an opponent. And in the meantime, we can all, we all get to watch that Becky Lynch thinks she's out of trouble. She loses on the night again. And then this probably begins the beginning of the end of big time Bex. It's not a terrible story. And I think last week's win was the way to get them on the road to that. They're very fortunate here. Like I'm saying all this, like they'll probably not be too heavy on the details, but they're very fortunate that they're both great wrestlers and the WrestleMania match was fantastic because Mm -hmm. it, it does sort of sell itself. The fact that like, it looks as if Becky Lynch seems to get a little bit of creative license and which is sometimes for the worse rather than for the better. But it seems like she's been given the freedom a little bit to tell stories her way. Um, means that's probably why we'll get a little bit more in the way of details. But ultimately, they've kind of got this one in the bank anyway because people have got faith because the WrestleMania match was so fantastic. But I do genuinely think that having a win last week, getting the big win over Asuka was the right move. And we could be in for two or three decent weeks of Lynch believing that she's, right, good, forget about all that. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take the title back. So Lynch beat Asuka, correct? Last week, I didn't watch it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that for the contenders or just a match? It was uh, just a straight-up street fight. Uh, and it was oh, tired, yeah, that's probably one of the best matches of the week, I'd say. Pamphlet? Yeah, it was up there. It was good. It was, you know. She's the brolly to counter the mist, which was her learning from the mistakes she's made. And again, proving that everything is fine with Becky Lynch. Now, that was the whole messaging. So she's going to... Presume she'll nothing. She'll, we're just talking about Becky Lynch in general. There's nothing scheduled for SummerSlam or Fortnite show. Currently, no. no. Oh, cool. Um, right. I'm just going to come out and brag. Big time Bex is back. I've, uh, I can't do an accent. I've, <laughs> uh, I've seen rock bottom. And, uh, <laughs> I'm back now. Uh, father. <laughs> so that's what she's going to do. Um, Sam Fender's going to come out and he's going to say, I've seen rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. Piss off, man. You Macklems and Sam Fender, man. You're such <laughs> weird. Yeah, what what is all that about? Macklems hate Sam Fender. I don't know what this I don't, I don't represent Fume, this. There's fume. Just don't like him. Because he's supposed to be castle and pathetic. <laughs> um, right. I'm trying to think of how WWE would do this, right? I just love Sam Fender, banter. Um, <laughs> look, he's a nice young lad. He listened to too much Bruce Springsteen in his youth. <laughs> he did. He did. That's all he did. That's all he did. I got nothing against them other than that. Um, well, I'm trying to think of how WWE will WWE this really unfussy direction of right. I just beat the person who's been giving us a load of trouble decisively in the blow off match. The the plunder is the the clue that that's the end, or it should be. Uh, so she, who could interrupt her? Maybe several people do a promo train and then they do an actual four way contender match or something tonight. I think you're right, Sid. I think actually she should just come out and say, The slump's over. I'm going to SummerSlam. I'm going to do exactly what I did last year. Something along those lines, right? Because you know, 20 seconds. <laughs> right. Yank me there. You'll do nothing, right? But what's actually going to happen is she's going to come out and say, I'm the number one contender. I should be fighting for the title and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got a feeling because I've seen this pitched elsewhere. That Carmella is going to come out and go, well, don't forget about me, despite the fact yeah. she just lost. Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, she just lost and then she got her back up and chinned her at Money in the Bank, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll do it. They'll, they, yeah, since you're right, they'll probably do a convolu- convoluted number one contenders match and chuck in, I don't know, 
Nikki A.S.H. in there. And they were like, hmm, who could it be to face? You know, it's like the Seamus Drew thing. Which one of these is going to fight at Clash of the Castle? It's obvious, but yeah. They're going to do the slumps over stuff, which I kind of quite like, a bit like Hamlet. Uh, Sige, we've had some mysterious videos, uh, vignettes being played. Um, we saw it on Money in the Bank. We've seen it on Raw, on SmackDown. Um, there's been speculation everywhere. No one can really pin down who it might be. There's, there's allusions to so many different characters. Me, personally, I looked at like the nose and I was like, oh, is that Sting? I'm not sure it might be Sting. Or what are you thinking? Who do you think it is? And could they return tonight? Why don't you get the WWE.com roster page up and let Faith decide? Well, oh, I see. I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, I can do two games of the roster page. Okay. No um, limits. No limits. No okay. limits. Okay. Um, I've got it open. I was prepared for the game. Uh, tell me when to stop and uh, give me a number between one and four. And we'll say whether or not this person is more or less likely than, I don't know, someone like Edge to be the uh, mysterious character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you scrolling? I'm scrolling, baby. Stop. Three. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. The, return, the return of Tajiri. <laughs> Amazing. I'll do it. Very good. Um, yeah, it's probably Edge. See, could he return tonight? What with the Judgment Day and their attack on the Mysterios and, well, presumably a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, feels like a rib this. Edge, it was reported, didn't want the Judgment Day to go too heavily into a spooky direction, right? So he's booted out. Is that right? You come out as a spooky baby face instead. Like, my God, remember when Edge wasn't there and was so much more over? Yeah. <laughs> was when he was here. Like, my God, like, people were broken hearted that Edge couldn't. Um, bring on the next generation of talent two, three, four, five years ago. Just a beloved guy whose career was cut short far too early. He really could have worked some excellent matches and he was just revered in sort of this stasis state where he can't do anything, therefore he can't tarnish anything and as time goes on, everything just becomes more and more tinted with a glow of nostalgia and now he's completely botched it. By coming back and doing this run, which has been absolutely terrible. He's not been gone for that long. And now he's threat. It feels like a threat of a comeback where he's obviously going to be very angry about being uh, betrayed by his stable. So the stool's going to come out. The thing on his forehead's going to huge pep. <laughs> and he's going to very, in a very intense way. Is going to vow vengeance on Judgment Day, and it's going to be so boring. It's going to be criminally boring. It's going to be absolutely yet again antithetical to what got Edge over in the first place and made him such a legend in the first place. I've called it stunningly early in early 2020, before we'd even heard the word coronavirus. I said Edge is fun, Bobby, <laughs> and he's not going to do anything entertaining tonight. In fact, he's probably going to do something very cringeworthy because that's just what Edge is now. Yeah, it's Edge. Yeah, the, 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 the reason I ask is just because I assume we're what? We've only got two more rules after this before SummerSlam, so you need to kind of get the ball rolling. You're hopefully in WWE's eyes going to have more 
eyes on the product because of the, the announcement that Brock's going to be on this show. Um, and I think it was you yourself, actually, Hamfler, who pitched the Mysterios and their, you know, their stuff with the Judgment Day recently. They won. They cheated to win last week. Got a bit of Latino heat, but then they got attacked backstage. Who could possibly come to the raid? Maybe take one of the Mysterios' places at SummerSlam. Yeah, Dominic's. Well, but it was Ray, but it was Ray that got battered, right? Because yeah, Edge and Ray Mysterio that would be one for the uh, SmackDown Six Truthers, and they're like the ruthless aggression era Truthers that would love seeing Edge and Ray Mysterio come together again for the a tag match. I think a tag match is more interesting than Edge versus Finn Balor. To be fair. So I'll have a tag match instead if I have. You're getting everything, but yeah, fair oh, enough. Oh yeah, that's it. You get every version of everything, whether you want it or not. So I guess um, on the SummerSlam card, which is likely to be quite clogged and lethargic and laborious, I think I'd rather take the tag match. Uh, I Ray was the one that got the beating last week. You know, I really think it could be Edge and Dominic. Like, an Edge can say things like the, the, the sins of the father, even though he's like Ray hasn't committed any sins. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're the, you're the judgment. Well, I'm the jury and the executioner. Uh, yeah, I, I think it might be Edge and Dominic instead of Edge and Ray, but I hope it's Edge and Ray. Mm. Uh, Imagine if it's Dominic. It's so funny last week when the judgment day got beaten with like Eddie Guerrero, Patter. It was, they just looked pathetic. They looked absolutely, Finn looked great. Finn wears trousers yeah. now. Does he? he wears the ring. Trousers, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, trousers are like long boys. Like long, uh, like long tights. Super skin tight Finn Balor ones. You're going to Google this as soon as we get back in the office, aren't you? Like, <laughs> right black and, now. Black Finn and Balor, purple. What was the date last week? The fourth? Uh, yeah. Day. How could I forget? <laughs> skin tight black and purple tights. He looks amazing. Does he suit them? Yeah. It does look good. Those news suit them. Uh, also, what else you missed from last week? Wilborn will have to remind me because I cannot remember. Jimmy Smith was off on assignment. Uh, which was ah, ideal, yeah. Not bad. Was I there's like a purple detail on it, but it could it just be the end of his huge? Jimmy Smith was on assignment, so Wilbur, who was it that was on commentary in his place for the entire three hours last week? Wilbur, for three hours, oh, you've put me on the spot here, actually, mate. Hang on, I've just gotta, just gotta get the old notes up from last week and uh. <laughs> Come on, Patrick. Oh yeah, I remember now. Three hours, mate. It's great. It's, I love that last week's raw, especially. I also liked Gunther beating beating up our truth as Uncle Sam. That was <laughs> that was a good one. I also, for some reason, when you were talking there, Hamlet, about when we were like, you know, you've got this one that one version of all these things put together. To make something nice for some reason i thought of the wwe sandwich shop that go you go like oh hello yeah can i get the um the blt sandwich and they go right but first here's a lettuce and a tomato sandwich so you can have it before <laughs> but, but yeah hopefully the edge will return tonight and, from, uh light year by the way hmm? have i seen light year you've seen light year have you taken the kids yet Sage? <sighs> right yeah it's it's not great um there's a gag because it's set so far in the future at one bit, there's a gag where they make a joke like, like Buzz is about to eat this sandwich and it's meat, bread, meat. And then it's this runner throughout the rest of the film. It's like, this guy, can you believe it used to be bread, meat, bread? <laughs> and then like all I could think about in the film was eating a meat, bread, meat sandwich. <laughs> it's too, it doesn't work. It's too like slippy when you get out. 
but I, like the more they say it in the film, the more you're like, oh yeah, it's too much bread. I want more filling, but it doesn't doesn't hold together. Just that's what I thought about there when you said about the sandwich. What you should do is just make the the filling bigger. Oh, but it's like it's the texture feels weird. Bread, yeah. bread, keep, bread keep, keep the bread on your fingers either side and make the meat filling bigger. Like a nice yeah. double, like a nice double boiger. <laughs> like a nice double boiger. What about Hamlet? Like a meat bread meat sandwich, but a mm. bread glove to put on beforehand to hold it with, and then That'd you can be... you could have me at anything after the words bread glove. Like now I now I want a punch a bowl of soup. <laughs> Eat my bread glove. Have you ever had soup out of um yes, I know where you're going yeah. hold out end of like yeah. no. bread? Yeah. Out of like a tiger roll or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like having a Sunday dinner out of one of them giant Yorkshire puddings. I used to have them when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. they were great, yeah. Anyway, um, back to the rest. I feel like our, yes. our previews of Monday Night Raw, you know, like we have the bet on Dynamite as to when the one women's match is going to happen. People are going to be like, when are they going to get to the food content? <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Hamlet, we alluded to it earlier as an open challenge. Bobby Lashley putting his US title on the line. We've got a game, obviously, to see yeah, which please. legend could potentially come back and face him. Is it Edge? Also... Pardon? Is it Edge? No, but I uh, wouldn't be surprised. He's if not a legend. <laughs> but not if, anymore. It's, if it's not, well, what do you think it's going to be? Sid mentioned Rollins there. I've written down here the Alpha Academy because of, oh, Otis puked hot dog in the ring last week. Sid. Yeah, that's that. the one thing that made it onto Twitter. Like the one so, thing that was worth like burying. Everything else is just drab crap that no one can make jokes about. It's not even interesting enough to do that. So could it be? Could we actually get a genuinely great match, which is Chad Gable versus Bobby Lashley? Please well, do. It's funny you said genuinely great match because yes, that would be pretty great. I had a different idea for a genuinely great match um, that again could be ruined without a finish, but could be on the on the way to something quite special. What's been discussed quite a lot lately uh, is Montez Ford's singles push. So what about if they do that little teaser where? Tonight's not his night, but for the first time we see Montez Ford just aspiring to win a singles title or looking like he might get one. And, you know, not being any sort of way that's trying to divide up the street profits, not yet anyway, but just because it's an open challenge, he thinks, I saw it, why not? And then he goes and it's a really great 10, 12 minute. They did that thing last week with the matching suplexes when it was mm. America Day and they both did like the, you know, they were talking about their shared military background could be completely rooted in mutual respect. No shenanigans, no daftness, like in the build-up and then execution of the bulk of the match. And then it's ruined by arseholes and you end up with like another six-man tag where, as Raw rolls on. Like you come back after the break and it's devolved into some useless tag or it's something to set up something for next week or whoever, you know, Otis Gable, do what you like, to be honest. But it's just that, do we have done this before where you get a glimpse of what's to come and they, it's, for, it's for the people in the back rather than for us. They want to see how Ford gets on when there's just for a, a second a chance that he might win his first singles title because they're obviously heading to the Usos match at SummerSlam anyway. Yeah. So it's not something they want to do right now, but we can see that he's in the ascendancy. We can see it's for very soon and just, yeah, why not experiment? Why not have a little bit of fun just tonight? You're probably right. It's probably going to be Chad Gable. That it too might end in silliness. It'll also be pretty good. Uh, but I don't know. If not them, maybe somebody completely random. Uh, I'll take Otis. I'll take Gable. Like Gable's so great that he can do six-minute matches 
and they're just absolutely class. Like, did he have a six-minute match with Finn Balor earlier this year? Which is great. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that would always be good. Lashley versus Otis. A good old-fashioned horse fag. That would be fun. Um, and at least then you get a clean finish. So I feel like you're not going to get many on this show tonight uh, with Summer Slams so close. Mm. I do like the Montez Ford pitch, but I just find it very unrealistic because they don't um, treat fans with intelligence or respect. So the idea is that if Montez Ford goes like 14 minutes against Lashley in this like match that's structured to really make it feel like, give him a chance of a breakthrough moment, and then he just loses, but it's like, Jesus Christ, he's going to be a star one day. Mm. That would mean so much more to me for the upcoming Usos match than Jay Uso versus Montez Ford or Jimmy Uso versus Angelo Dawkins or any combination of that. Mm. Otis and Lashley, come on. I like how, by the way, like every, like Otis, Gable, Ford, whoever, every combination of Lashley versus Anybody is more interesting than Lashley versus Theory, and that's what they got for the pay per view. And Theory's their guy. Yeah, like all of those matches. Lashley's great, so it's like all of those combinations are more interesting. Well, unless Michael Hamlet, as we wrap up here, a WWE legend answers the open challenge. But who could it be? I am scrolling through the uh, WWE roster page. Tell me when to stop and give me a number between one and four. Stop. That safe row. Um, <laughs> just get, we'll see. Give me a number. Either ones. Oh, <laughs> so I won't say the other people that are on this uh, on this line, mm-hmm. but I, I will say you picked probably a preferable one. How feasible it is, I don't quite know, because tonight Bobby Lashley will be taking on. A man you may not recognise because he hasn't got a blue dot on his face. It's Christian! There we go. So not Edge, but Christian. Perfect. He's over at the moment. He's like, I'm sure he can cut some like fantastic promo that gets everybody talking. Or he can say, he can say, I think your sister's Bobby. I think they're quite hot on me. Well, then give me a call. Good, good. Callbacks, LTST. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's good. Anything's better than theory, basically. Right. Let us know your thoughts ahead of a man and hour. Oh, I'm not going to go on. Huh? Oh, you, oh, okay. You're going to go. go. Yeah, go on then. Oh, that's right. Well, you got on <laughs> earlier. You got on earlier. It's fine. Not bothered. Do you want to have a go? Yeah. Go on then. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Four. <laughs> Well, IRS. I'm going to go because you gave me go. I'm giving you one because I, that's why. That's why. That's why. IRS? No. <laughs> Do not want to watch that. Do not want to watch that. At what culture do we do? You want to follow all of us? Uh, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Got the SmackDown and Rampage reviews available right now. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our Raw review will drop into your feed tomorrow as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the Raw preview. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.